come on. Eww. All right. You guys ready? Sha-ba-ba-ba. Ooh, Joan, I've got all the little cards. <laughs> Hey, welcome you guys. Um, glory to God. Oh man. Oh. I was thinking about what you said, uh, not to add, but I just, it just, it's just been going through my head, this idea of the, the smoke. It, Micah said, it's not that he wasn't there before, but I, I love, we can literally look at that as almost like a prophetic picture of what it means to seek the Lord while he may be found. You're like, well, he's everywhere. Why would I have to seek him? Well, because there's, there's something when, we, when, we, when our hearts seek him, he may be found. And just it's the same thing. It's like he was already in the room, but the smoke filled the room. It was like a prophetic picture. It was like a tangible manifestation. And you guys, that's what I'm after with church. Like I just, I know he's always here. But when we come together and we seek him, like, I don't need the smoke, although I swear there was smoke in the kids' church a few weeks ago. I'm not even joking. But I, I, I want to see his presence manifest in our church. Like, and you're like, well, Jesse, he's always here. Like, I know, but the word says, seek him while he may be found. And so it's like, I just know something happens when, we, when our hearts begin to lean into his goodness and his nature, Right? And, and if that's, if you're just like, if you're a doer and, a, and an achiever, then you need to seek him by doing nothing. But if you're a do-nothing kind of person, you're like, oh, it's just grace. He just loves it, whatever. You might need to lean in a little bit and say, Lord, I love you. I want you. Do you get it? It's, it's all balanced that we can talk about for hours. But you, hopefully, like, you know. And that's why it's relationship. The Lord needs to talk to you and say, Jesse, let's go. Seek me. But Lord, you're, you're there when I wake up. Yes, but I'm in the prayer room on Mondays. Come find me. <laughs> All right. What's that? Yes. We have to be present, right? But Lord, you know where I am. Yeah, he knew where Adam was too. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> Where are you, Jesse? You know where I am. Yeah, but where are you supposed to be? <laughs> All right. Um, oh, let's do the offering. Oh, uh, for any, who's new? Anybody new here? I think like, there's a couple new places. Raise your hand if you've never been here before. Raise your hand. One there. One by there. Awesome. We actually have a fun gift for you. Um, if you want to, if you, if, so keep your hand raised. It's a really fun mug. It's one of my faves. Um, there's a QR code on there. You can, if you want to get our text messages, um, if you want to get our emails, you just scan that thing and you can, you can stay connected. But if you're just visiting for once just to get more of Jesus, we love you. Um, okay, and then we, um, if you're, if you're kind of new here, we, we've, take, we've taken to doing a declaration during the offering. Because um, it's a lot of fun to just declare what God's going to do. Um, it's with our mouths that we create, Right? We literally are called to, we're called to be like Christ in creation. And how did he create, right? He spoke and, there, and it became. So 
we're gonna we're gonna declare this, and I want you. I uh, want you to stand with me. You know, I, I you know I get you guys all this stuff. All right, listen, and you know me. I will restart us if I don't think that uh, we are uh, we're fully going for it. All right, listen. If I don't hear faith in your voice, we're doing it again. All right, you ready? So so like we just and because we don't pass the buckets. Oh, let's go. Oh, I see. I was like, we got guest preachers here tonight. Let's go. All right, you ready? So if you got a wallet, if you got a phone, however you like to give, um, whether you give once a month, once a week, um, we just want to pray over what's, what's being given because it's powerful. All right, you ready? All right, as we give today's offering, we are believing God for the lost to be saved, lives, I can't hear you, the kingdom of God to advance. Come on, let's give God a shout. Come on. All right, you can sit down. Oh, all right. Um, only, only announcement I can think of um, is um, uh, there's something called Seek Week. It's coming up. Um, some friends of ours um, that are just kind of overall, um, is it Todd Proctor that's doing this? Either way, it's like an all Orange County church-wide thing. And... Um, there, we're going to announce it a couple times. It's November 6th, or the week that November 6th lies in. And it's a Wednesday morning that our slot is, if you want to come and be a part of that. So um, throughout the whole week, churches around Orange County are praying for the church, praying for the city, praying for the region, praying for the earth. So um, November 6th, if you want to put it in, I believe it's from, I think it's from 7 to 8 or 8 to 9. But I think it's from 7 to 8. Um, our, we just, somebody just, uh, our church just, we'll, we'll post it. But if you want to put it in your calendar, it's in uh, Costa Mesa where we do our Monday morning prayer meetings at Pacific Point Church. Anyway, if that sounds fun to you, if God's calling you to do it, you might just ask him, God, would you like me to be there? I think too often we're just like, uh, well, like, ah, oh, if he wanted, he would tell me. I one time started, um, I, uh, just short testimony because I think it blesses the Lord. I was... Um, uh, I, I was, I had just moved down here. We didn't have a lot of money and I, um, I used to do CrossFit, um, but we moved and since we didn't have a lot of money, I couldn't afford it very much. And so we kind of waited until we had a little bit more money. And then I thought I would try out this local gym, but not join yet because I wanted to look out what kind of specials and deals they had because I was poor. And so um, I, uh, I went there and, uh, and, and I said, I, I loved it. It was great. But I said, well, what's kind of special you have? Well, your first month is, um, is $99 or something like that. And I was like, all right. And it was in the middle because it was a good workout. And, um, and, and, I, and I heard the Lord say, uh, what did you think? And, he go, and I go, I'm like, oh, that was really good. Oh, that was really good. No, I, that was powerful. I'll, I'll have to start doing it. And he goes, why don't you ask me what I think? <laughs> and I was like, you've never, you've never, you've never asked me that, God. And it was like this whole new place of relationship, which is why I share the testimony. But it was like, okay, what did you think of the workout, God? You know, and I, it was so interesting. I just thought, why would you ask me that question? And he goes, I loved it. It's just what you need. 
this is going to be like a lion's spirit in you. You're going you're gonna to throw those weights around. And it's going to build something in you that I've been trying to build in you. And then I was like, well, okay. He's like, you should start tomorrow. But God, I don't have the You should start tomorrow. <laughs> and so um, the beauty is they started the discount right on the day I started, not the next month. I got it all wrong. So um, anyway... The Lord, like, he wants to be asked questions. God, what did you think of that worship set? What did you think of that? What did, how did I do? Amen? Oh, you guys, this thing is so intimate. You have no idea how personal this thing gets. Uh, let me pray. Father, um, we... <laughs> is anyone worthy? Is anyone holy? I love you, God. Thank you for your presence here, God. We gather around you. We don't gather around a pulpit. We don't gather around a building, Lord. We don't gather around a book. We don't even gather around a worship team, Lord. We gather around you tonight. Would you speak to us, God? Would you, would you be found as we seek you, Lord? As we pursue you with our hearts, the best we know how, God. We're just, we love you. Oh, we love you, God. We thank you that you're present, that you are near, that you're with us right now, God, for healing, for miracles, for revelation, for life transformation, God, for, for breakthrough tonight, God. That's the, that's the God that we love and we gather around tonight, Lord. Would you make yourself known in our hearts? Even as I preach, God, would you make yourself known? <laughs> Amen. Oh, he's so good. You guys ready? Uh, let's go. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 14. We've been in a great season, uh, maybe the longest series we've ever done, Micah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're, we just kind of go, sometimes the Lord takes us, but we just felt stay in 1 Corinthians for a little bit. Just honestly, and just tell we're done preaching on 1 Corinthians. Um, and so we're, I'm in 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, Brian, do you have the NESB? Because that's what I got. And that's the right translation. <laughs> no? That's okay. Whatever you put up, I'll read. Ooh, you know what? I got, I got on a Bible app. Um, 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to talk about prophecy today. Um, give me a second. Let me just throw this up on my handy-pandy screen. Okay. Um, let me see if I want to just run into it. Um, you know, I, I, I've, um, I wanted to share a quick testimony about our church. I love to brag on this church. Um, it's amazing. Um, do you guys, the kids, the, so we're talking about prophecy tonight. Um, and we're going to kind of go into um, how that actually, like, uh, what's the word say? Not just what's the word say. What's the words about the church in Corinth or, uh, you know, about prophecy? And so that'll be fun to look at. But, you know, the, 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 the kids, I don't know if you know this, but the kids are actually outdoing us. Um, they, they gather almost every time and they do what's called a mush pot. And, um, and, and they, what, basically what the kids do, we're talking like six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 12-year-olds, and they gather in a circle, and they pray, and they, and they say, somebody get in the middle. And um, I was chatting with my kids about it this morning, and some of them like to jump in the middle, and some of them don't. 
Um, and so, but eventually someone gets in the middle and they all ask the Lord for an encouraging word, a picture, a, a verse or something for them. And they just begin, they just begin to share it with this one kid. And, and they just let her rip. And some of the most amazing words for these kids just get laid in there. How about that for kids' church? Isn't that amazing? I know. We, we're, um, we're working towards that, all right? We've got life goals in front of us. And uh, I think, honestly, those kids are just amazing. So I, I, I want to make our, our, the big church, I want to try to outdo them if we can, all right? So we're going to spend some time prophesying over each other a little, bit, um, a little later. So I'm going to try and get through this. We have plenty of time. And then we've got a chili cook-off. Who are our contestants, by the way? we got Tom. Is Adam, Adam's not doing, what is he? Oh, he has his own? Okay, so Tom, Adam, Jeff Hunt, Phil, and uh, Liberty, right? Is that it? Who? Oh, Gabe is doing it too. And your mom? Kathy's doing Oh, let's go. All right, so we got like seven contestants. And you know, we're going to have a community judging also. So you all get to taste it and you'll have a little ticket. You write your name. I'm not getting into it. I want to preach here. But, but I get excited, okay? I'm excited. Um, and I got to buy all the food. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't take big portions of the main pot, all right? I bought all, all of the chili that Costco had to sell me, okay? So I got a little extra from Trader Joe's if we need reserve. But I'm telling you right now, like I bought it all, all right? I literally waited for this person to come up and I saw them reaching for the last one. And I prayed, Lord, it be thy will. Do not let them take that last Tupperware of chili. And, um, and they passed right on by. I swooped in. Okay, so then anyway, 1 Corinthians uh, 14. So we're going to read this, and then we're going to chat about, oh, what is a prophetic culture? What's the difference between prophecy and a prophetic culture, a prophetic word, some of that stuff. And I just, I want to hit some things. One, because I want to create some, I want to reiterate some core values with the church. Um, is there anything I can do about that? that is it okay? All right. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? First Corinthians, uh, are we, what, what version are you on? What is it? You found it. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do this. You guys ready? All right. Throw it up there. We're just going to read it. I'm going to start and stop as we go. All right. Verse 1. Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now I'm going to pause here already because I, I want to preface this a little bit. How many of you guys remember anything about the church of Corinth? You guys remember what we talked about? It was like, remember they called it like the Las Vegas or the L.A. of the region. It was like, it was just full of like debauchery. It was all about money. It was all about um, just immorality. It was all about um, wisdom being higher than God. They have many idols, many temples. It was a wild place. They had, it was situated in between two different main ports. Remember they actually picked up the ships and carried them across the isthmus. Um, and, and put them back in the water if they needed to. Um, but it was, it was a wild place. And it was, it was also one of the most charismatic churches um, in this time period ever. Like it was the most charismatic. So when we look at like, you know, spirit-filled churches, this was the one of the day. These guys were like moving and shaking in the power of God. And so that's pretty cool. And yet this is also one of the letters that Paul rebukes the most in. Isn't that fascinating? So let's look at what he's saying about how does Paul talk to a church specifically around some of these gifts. And in verse, um, 
verse 12, he actually talks about the use of spiritual gifts. And he talks about how there is, um, uh, there is uh, many gifts, but one God. One Holy Spirit, many gifts. And I, I used to tell people when I teach the hearing from God class that we all can prophesy because there's one Holy Spirit, and that's the spirit of prophecy. And if, he's, if, the, if the Holy Spirit is in you, you get all the gifts. And you might say, well, I don't think I have the gift of healing. No, you're not that special, okay? You have all the gifts. Whether you open the gift up and use it is up to you. But you have the gift of prophecy in you. And so that's verse, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot in, in chapter 12. Chapter 13 is, it's the love chapter, right? It starts off, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love, I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. What's Paul saying? He's saying, listen, if you're praying in tongues and doing all this stuff, but you haven't, you don't prioritize love, then you've missed it. Why is he saying it? Because this was the church that was doing all of that. He was like, gosh, I love that you're pursuing the Spirit so heavily. It's beautiful. But I need you guys to get the order correctly. I need love to be at the foundation of who you are as a people. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all the mysteries and all the knowledge, if I know everybody's phone number, their address, their social security, their bank numbers and their routing numbers, and I have not love... <laughs> If I the gift of prophecy, know all the mysteries and all the knowledge, I have all faith so as to remove mountains. It sounds like something we'd all want, right? But do not have love. I am nothing. I know, you're all saying like, I get it, nothing. But I want you to recognize that if, if we run after the gifts, but we forget the reason for the gift... We become like the Pharisees that are, that are going after the forms of God, the gifts of God, without going after the heart of God. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's verse chapter 13. And so it starts off at the beginning of chapter 14. It says, pursue love, yet, yet desire earnestly. Say earnestly. Come on, earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. I used to read that, and it just, it would like, it would, I'd, I'd sit here. This is before I became a pastor. I was like, I don't understand why every church is not blowing up with prophetic ministries. Right? Right? Because how do you read that any different? How do you read that any different? Pursue love. Let's get that straight but desire earnestly the spiritual gifts. You mean like feeding the homeless? No. That's love, but that's not spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are things that the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit moving through you wants to do. Now you can feed the sick and you can actually pursue, you can, get, you can have salvations. And it's all beautiful, but it's not what he's saying. He's saying you have to desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Raise your hand if you think Paul is emphasizing one gift among among the others. Yeah? Let's find out why. But it's, it's, I want you to understand the emphasis that Paul has putting on the gift of prophecy. It's not just another gift out there. And if I'm like going all in on one thing, it's because the message is about that, okay? Next week we can talk about something else. But tonight I want you to recognize the power of prophecy. Okay. Verse 2, we're going to make it. All right. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands. 
But in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification. Say edification. Say exhortation. Say consolation. So it doesn't say, but one who prophesies speaks to show off. It doesn't say one who prophesies speaks so that they can look really spiritual. It's actually to edify people. You know what it also doesn't say? It doesn't say one who prophesies speaks to men so that he can tell them about their future. It says to edify them. And we're going to talk more about that. All right, keep moving. Uh, verse 14, verse, verse 4. But one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But one who prophesies edifies the church. I wonder if that's why Paul has such an emphasis on it. Verse 5. Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues. Woo! Can we just pause there? I don't know, you guys. I, I read this kind of stuff and I'm like, that's there for a reason. How many of y'all like... I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not someone that, well, actually I am now, ever since hanging out with Joan Moore. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't pray in tongues all the time, but it's a whole lot more since I hung out with Joan. So you guys need to hang out with Joan. But Paul is saying, I wish that you all spoke in tongues. There should not be a Christian that doesn't speak in tongues. But why? Why? I don't know. Let's keep reading. But even more that you would prophesy. So even, oh, come on, you guys. And greater is one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues. Unless he interprets so that the church may receive edifying. Let's start praying in tongues more and interpreting them. Can we do that? All right. I'm just going to put that in the middle there. Verse 6. But now, brethren... If I come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit? Unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or of teaching. Yet even lifeless things, either the flute or the harp, or produce, uh, in producing a sound, if they do not produce a distinction in the tones, how will it be known what is played on the flute or on the harp? For if the bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? So what's he saying? He's saying, listen, like, Prophecy is, I mean, uh, speaking in tongues is beautiful, but it's not edifying other people. For they, they, they don't know what you're saying. So if you want to pray in tongues in front of someone, you might want to either A, you're about to interpret it yourself, or B, you're in a prayer meeting, issue, you're just edifying yourself. But the gift of prophecy is for others. All right, let's keep reading. So also you, unless you utter by the tongue speech that is clear, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are perhaps a great many kinds of languages in the world, and no kind is without meaning. If then I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be the one who speaks a barbarian. And the one who speaks will be a barbarian to me. So also you, since you are zealous, these are the Corinthians, they are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification of the church. So I want you to understand, imagine if we all gathered here and all of a sudden uh, Hawkins over here is being like, and then just sits there. And all of a sudden Dave's over going, and then Carly's like, I know, I know how did this fight. And then, you know, and then Brenda's like, and we're all just doing this. And some new person that has a mug, they're going like, what's going on? 
what's going on? Like, listen, we're supposed to be doing this for the edification of the church. So, and, so the, as, as soon as Hawkins starts uttering a word, Stephen should be like, I have an interpretation. All right? But if we're all popping off, now we don't do that. It would be wild if we did, but we don't. And so, but that's what, he's, that's what the church was like. People were speaking out of turn. Actually, it actually says later on, there was actually a cause to tell women to be quiet. Why? Well, we'll get there. Okay. Sorry, I should explain more. I shouldn't have opened that up yet. <laughs> we're getting there. All right. Verse 13. Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Just pray more in tongues. I, I, can, I can promise you, your life will change. Really, Jesse, really? Paul says that he prays in tongues more than anyone. And he wrote most of the New Testament. All right? You do the math. Okay. Verse 15. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the mind also. Otherwise, if you bless in the Spirit only, how will the one who fills this place of the ungifted say amen, the unsaved, at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you are giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not edified. Meaning that it's good to, it's good to um, edify the Lord and to, and to preach to Him. However, if the person next to you doesn't understand it, then it's the, wrong, it's the wrong situation. Now, let me just pause here for a second. These kind of meetings, if you want to, sometimes I'm worshiping up front, and I just feel the Spirit come out of me. I just sing, and I just get all caught up in the Holy Spirit, and it's like singing through me, and I don't... I could stop it if I want because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, all right? However, so in a, in, a, in a situation like this, if you're not, I mean, if you're not, if we're all worshiping and you want to sing in tongues, I say sing in tongues. And the person, your neighbor says, you shouldn't be doing that. Tell them, I am, I'm, I'm edifying myself with the Lord, okay? But if it's all quiet like this and I just pop off while Mike is preaching and there's no interpretation, that's out of order, do you get that? So somebody better interpret if I do pop off, all right? All right. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> oh, this is just a fun topic. Are you guys okay? All right. All right. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right. And this is verse 18. Let's read this together. This needs to be read together. You ready? All right, go. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. You're like, Jesse, that's not saying what I think it's saying, is it? Yeah. It's saying that one of the keys to Paul's victory in the Spirit, in the Lord, is through praying in tongues. And um, that's it. I'll just leave that there. Uh, these, are like, these are like little gems for you to pick up along the way. All right, verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in your thinking, yet in evil be yet in evil be infants, but in your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, by men of strange tongues and by the lips of strangers I will speak to this people, and even so they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So then the tongues are for a sign, not for those who believe, but to the unbelievers. But prophecy is a is for a sign, not to unbelievers, but for those who believe. 
Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues, the un, and ungifted men or unbelievers enter, they will not say that you are mad. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all and he is called account by all. It's a fun, funny story. Um, when we were first starting this church, uh, there was a friend of mine named Gene Levi. I don't know, maybe one of you guys may know him. Um, but um, he, he, he was kind of a rough dude. Um, he, he just, I, I've known him for, for years, um, just, just in and out of trouble. But he was at church that day, and he just has a beautiful heart for the Lord. He, he was like a walking Todd White, if you know who that is. And um, he, I remember a story happened. That there was this new people came in, and, and um, this family. And uh, on, on their way out after church, this, um, the mom started walking out, and he's, he's just this childlike guy. you got to meet him someday. But he just ran up to her and says, hey, I've got a prophetic word for you. Can I share it? And he didn't know anything about this woman. And he goes, she goes, um, yeah, okay. She was actually well-versed in the prophetic. She had been going to Chris Perrin's uh, uh, um, uh, tattoo shop uh, prophetic night. But, but she goes, yeah, go ahead and share it. And he goes, I don't know why, but I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you you're doing a great job as a mom. And that your daughter, uh, does she have a learning this? I don't, she's going to be okay. And the woman just starts to, starts to cry as she's walking out. Well, they, they became some of our closest friends and, they, you know, part of the church for years. And, and it turns out that her daughter was going through a really difficult time with some learning disabilities. And it just, it just, it just anchored her in faith that it was going to be okay. I remember another time um, I was, I was at, before we started the church, I was attending a kind of a, a um, I'll say a young person's church, a bunch of young people there. Bunch of young adults, and uh, I am no longer one of them. Um, but uh, I remember, I remember, I would go there, and I, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of prophetic stuff going on, and so I would make it my mission every time I came to drop a prophetic word on the person to my left or to my right at some point. And so, I, after after worship was over, I turned to my right and I just gave this really fun little word to this uh, young woman here, and and uh, she just started crying and and just was just so thankful. Um, this, I, why am I sharing these stories? Because the prophetic is, how, it, it's really, it's, it's the normal way of doing church. It's, Paul actually says it's for the unbeliever. <laughs> when they come in, they'll be convicted of, of how do you know these things from the Lord? How are you hearing from the Lord? However, um, I, I think it's a beautiful way to edify, encourage, and build one another up. And so, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have a welcome team anymore. Um, I think it's silly for a church our size to have a welcome team. I think it's silly. There's, there's, there's enough of us here that we can welcome people. Do you agree? Do you think, you think we, can do a, we, can, we can keep anyone from slipping through the cracks of not being seen? So that's why I, I just, just wasn't worth the energy, the time, the, the, the phone calls, the emails. I thought, you know what, let's just all be the welcome team. But you know, as part of the welcome team, you are also part of the prophetic team. And what does that mean? It means that you are sitting there with the Lord while we seek Him, that He may be found. And we just begin to get little, little inklings about the person sitting to our left or to our right. And that should be normal church. It should be weird if you leave church and you haven't prophesied over somebody. That you haven't encouraged somebody. Now, don't take that as like, a, I, didn't do, I didn't prophesy, so I'm a bad Christian. Don't do that. But it should be normal 
that your heart is overflowing with the love for God and for the people next to you. Okay, that was a good sidetrack. I'm going to keep moving. Um, verse 25. Yeah, verse 25. Verse 25. The secrets of his heart are dis... Let me... Oh, i got to back up. But, all, but if all prophesy, an unbeliever, a gifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. That's how church is supposed to work. Isn't that amazing? We're not supposed to wow people with, with our band. It shouldn't be our, our awesome licks on the guitar that make people feel convicted that God is real. It should be by the fact that you hear from the Lord and you're speaking words of, of, of love and connection to them. Do you get that? Isn't that cool? Come on, Carlos. The Lord just said that you're an amazing son. Okay. <laughs> All right, verse 26. What, what time? Oh, snap. Is it really that late? How do, we say, how do we turn back time? That's in the Bible, right? You guys, I have so much more. What's that? If I could turn back. Is that what you guys <laughs> I give it all. All right, sorry. All right. Um, show, ba, ba, ba. Lord. I need to move on. Is that all right? I will say this. One of my favorite verses on the gift of the prophetic is verse um, 31. For you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may exhort it. Does that mean men can prophesy? Does that mean women can prophesy? Does that mean they're allowed to open their mouths? Okay, let's get, that was real quick, just because I opened the door. i got to shut this door. The women are to keep silent, verse 34, in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they're also subject to themselves, just as Lawson says. He doesn't mean they, gotta, they can't speak in church. He means that because all may prophesy, even the women. What he's meaning, what he's, Paul's addressing an issue that in, in the church of, in the city of Corinth, there was, there was the temple of uh, is it Athena. And it was like run by mostly these women priests and women. It just got out of control. And so you'd have a lot of really strong women. And they were coming into the church. And they were all just talking and asking questions. And I, and I get the feeling that it was a little chaotic. And so Paul is saying, listen, if you have questions, wait till you get home and talk to your husbands. And that's not a, like a weird thing. It's just he's, Paul's just addressing the environment of the time. Does that make sense? But women can, you don't have to stay silent. Lord, help me if you stay silent. Okay. Um, oh, Papa. How do, how do we do this? We just, how do, ah. We've got chili, too. Is your chili going to stay warm? Yes. All right. All right. I'm going I'm to blow through my notes, and then we're going to practice processing with each other. You guys ready? All right. Strap in. All right. So... Here, here's what I want to say about the gift of prophecy. Um, one thing I want to, I, I would love to create a value in our church. I'm just, I'm just going to go off the charts. This is way too long. One of my biggest hearts for this message, you guys, is that we would, we would grab a hold of the prophetic. I, I think sometimes we think in the church that the prophetic is about telling the future. That the prophetic is all about like, oh, Jeff, I just, you know, I just see that 
Tomorrow's going to be a really good day for you. I just feel like the Lord says he's got great finances in store for you. You know, I, I, just, see, I just see checks in the mail for you, Joan. You know, it can be about that. It can be about the future, right? <laughs> it, it, it totally can. It's, the, the prophetic is about foretelling and forthtelling. But, but Paul, what I believe Paul is really saying to this church is he's saying that this gift of the, of the prophetic is about encouraging one another. And when you start to think that the prophetic is about getting people's addresses and phone numbers in their future and, and saying like, oh, did you have a truck when you were growing up? Or do you have five kids? Because I felt the Lord said we have five kids. It's not about that. It's about the gift of the prophetic is about connecting people to the heart of God. The gift of the, 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 the difference between prophetic words and prophetic culture is that a culture is a, a prophetic culture, the goal is to change and transform people's hearts. A prophetic word in and of itself is just to come in and see God do something amazing and impossible. But a prophetic culture, one where we're all playing, where we're all thinking to the, for ourselves, I'm so bursting with love after the worship set, I've just got to give this away. That's why sometimes I walk around during worship because I'm just like, it's got to let out on somebody. <laughs> that, is, that is a prophetic culture. It's one where, <laughs> I see you back there. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's trolling me from the back row. Listen, there's a prophetic culture. A prophetic culture is one where we are always listening to God. For what purpose? So that we know the future? No. Because then where would your faith be? You wouldn't need it if you knew the future. Listen, if someone just, if I told my kids, tomorrow this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. If I told them exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, they'd just be like, cool, and I don't have to worry, and I don't have to have faith for it. Now I don't have to believe God for anything because I know it's going to happen. And so there's a, there's a, there's a it, the, the prophetic gift is not about trying to, Take away the mystery of God with the future or the past. The gift of the prophetic is to connect people with God. There's a cool story in um, um, 1 Samuel 19 when Saul is trying to kill David. And, he, and, and I think it's McCall and Jonathan are like trying to like run, like run defense. And it's like, where are they going? It's like, oh, I don't know, maybe he's up there with the prophets. So Saul runs up this hill and, and, he's, and he's, he's, he's hell-bent on killing David. And he runs into some prophets. And while, while he runs into them, they begin to prophesy. He begins to prophesy. And in that moment, he rips off his outer garments. And, and he, and, oh, where's it Sam? And he says, and he says, as he stripped off his clothes and he too prophesied over Samuel, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Not really naked. He did undergarments, all right? But, but what, what, what does that mean? It means he stripped off, he stripped off the purposes of, of evil in that moment. It was the gift of the prophecy. It was him running into these prophets, a prophetic culture that caused him to actually change his destiny in that moment. Isn't that cool? That's what a prophetic culture is supposed to do. A prophetic culture is supposed to take you and plant you in a relational atmosphere that is connected to God's heart and his voice all the time so that no matter what happens to you, you are surrounded by people saying, you know, I just hear the Lord tell you right now, Olivia, that he is just with you. He loves you. He will never let you see any. He's not going to let you down. Imagine hearing that. Every day of your life. Imagine, yeah, Stephen, I'm just so proud of you. 
I hear the Lord say that right now. He's so proud. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something, right? That's a prophetic culture. It's they're, they're filling each other with creating. What, is, what does that do? It creates soil in you. It creates soil where now all of God's seeds that he's planted in you begin to grow. Whereas before, you were, your soil was so depleted of nutrients and encouragement and edification and consolation. You were just starving that any seed that happened to get in there would just be like wilting for lack of nourishment. That's what a prophetic culture does. Now Saul, we know Saul, actually, he just wasn't smart enough. Every, he literally would push away the prophets from himself. He wouldn't let them surround himself with it. Had, had Saul been a king that said surround himself with the, with the prophets all the time, he probably would not have gone the way he went. But Saul, if you remember, Saul had a destiny, a good one. But it was, it, it, was, it was devoid of a prophetic culture, one that actually hears from the Lord and encourages and edifies one another. And that's what our kids are doing. I can't imagine what it would have been like if I was nine years old getting prophetic words. Holy moly. I would have turned out so much better. <laughs> I like me. I'm just kidding. But, but I got room. Okay, so we're going to do this. All right, you guys ready? Um, I just want you to grow one other person. Now, sometimes you do groups of three. But I just want you to pair with one other person. And if you're sitting next to someone that you know really well, you can stay there if you want. All right? I already know of one person that's left the room because of this, and that's okay. I'm, that's all right. We got lots of grace. Lots of grace. Well, slowly. But I want you to, I want you to just grab, grab a partner right now. Real quick, just grab someone. It can be the person next to you. I don't care. We got time. And if you're new here and, and you're just not really comfortable with this, sit in on somebody else's group. Just hang out. Listen in. Be a fly in the wall. You can amen the, amen the word. Listen, if you've never prophesied or this is really new for you, that's okay. I want you to, you can do it too and you can just take a, take a, take a risk tonight. All right, you guys ready? I'm going to give you like, I'm going to give you like five minutes, seven minutes to do this, okay? My only goal, you guys, is some of y'all haven't prophesied in months. My only goal is to poke a hole in, the, in, the, in the, the wall that's been building up between you and your prophetic gift, all right? I'm just trying to poke a hole in it. I'm not looking for home runs. If you, all I want you to do is say is ask the Lord, do you have an encouraging word for that person next to me? It could be, he says, I like your smile. That would encourage me if you told me that. You guys ready? All right, I'm going to pray, and then you can, you can I'm just going to let you go for it. And if it's really uncomfortable, you, you can tell me later and I'll apologize. All right. So, Father, I just pray right now. I pray, for, uh, I pray for your heart. I pray for your prophetic words. I pray for your presence. I pray right now you would speak to your kids. Your word says that my sheep hear my voice and they won't hear the voice of another. And so right now, just begin to ask them, God, would you give me an encouraging word for, state their name, and then, and then listen. And then listen. And if it's just the smallest, most easy, non-important word, I want you to share it as if it's about to change their life. All right, go ahead.
Brian, could you put some house music on? Just some really light stuff, maybe without words or something. Too much fun. Having too much fun. Keep going, you guys. You guys are amazing. Come on, you edificationers. <laughs> Some of you guys are still you're still going, but raise your hand if, if you're if you feel encouraged. Like, man, I, I needed that. Just raise your hand. I raise your hand. I needed that. Wow, that was. I'm glad I came to church today and didn't just hear someone speak from the pulpit. I'm glad I had a word from the Lord. Come on. Good job. See, one more minute. Some of you guys are.
All right, as I, I'm just going to close us um, in prayer for a second. The last thing I just want to say about the gift of the prophetic, um, if you're still praying, you, don't have to ha you can half listen to me. Um, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I've never seen anything, I've never seen anything connect a group of people in love like the gift of the prophetic. Why? Because normally you look at the person, you're like, oh, wow, tattoos and a beard. Wow, I, 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 don't, know if, I don't know if I'm going to like this guy or not. But then you say, Father, what do you think about Stephen? And he begins to tell you, oh, he's a man of tenacity. Oh, my gosh. He's loved me through the years, through some of the hardest situations. Jesse, you have no idea who this guy is, man. I tell you, Stephen, he's one of my champions. And now I look at him and I see him the way heaven sees him. Imagine a church that saw each other the way God sees each other. That would be amazing. All right. Well, that's my prayer. Father, I'm going to pray for us and then release you all to Chile. Uh, if you want to keep prospering over each other, you can. Father, I bless you tonight. We just thank you for this. Uh, we just thank you for the opportunity to gather, Lord. And we just give you the sacrifice of our time uh, and our, just our, our day, Lord. I just pray. I just pray for the spirit of prophecy to be uh, further rooted in each other, Lord. And I just pray for any fears, any kind of insecurities, God. I pray that they would be, uh, I pray that they would be a sacrifice on an altar of praise for you, Lord. That you would in return would give them a spirit of courage to pray and prophesy over everybody they see. And I pray our church would be known. I pray our church would be known. Not, not as a group that sees the destiny, the, the future of everybody around us. But that we would see the beauty that you have put in each one of us. That, that people would come and they'd say, oh, you, I pray God that people would come here knowing that they're about to get their life transformed. Because they might just sit next to somebody. And so Father, would you do this amazing work in us, God? We ask. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. The only thing I want to say is, um, like we did last time, to make these dinners keep happening, we, we're asking you to throw $5 into the pot. So there's a couple signs out there. There's Venmo, there's Zelle, there's Cash, there's Check, there's the app. You just actually says dinner on the app. Um, I just, we just asked if you're able to give $5 for a, a, a good chili deal dinner. Um, just say it's, it's 10, we'll just call it, it costs $5 to be able to vote for one of the chilies. <laughs> Call it that. Pay to play. Anyway, we love you guys. If you don't have $5, like you couldn't even buy a cup of coffee if you wanted to, dinner's on us. We love you. Don't even worry about it. Um, for everybody else, we'll see you out there. All right.